Hello, this is Kathleen. So I am here to start a new podcast and this podcast is going to be called Dear Diary, Self-Healing Moments. So the birth of self-healing um, journey started uh, about a month ago where I was in a laundromat and my body and my mind was just not in accordance to each, each other. And my, I started to really sit down and listen to myself and my mind to see what exactly was going on. And I realized I was depressed. I was depressed. And I really didn't realize that I was depressed until that moment. Um, and I started noticing the signs that showed me how exactly I was depressed. I, would, I lost I lost interest in the things that I used to love doing, um, talking to my friends, being on the phone, dancing, you know, writing in my journal. And I noticed and I'm and it kind of bothered me a lot because I know that I just had finished having a baby about three and a half months ago. Um, but now it's about four months now, um, to this recording. And that was one thing that was a concern for me postpartum to state that I did not want to go through postpartum depression because I was already depressed um, and going through a little phase with um, in my marriage. My marriage was not working out proper, um, the way it should. And, you know, we were in the process of separating and also in the process of me leaving with the kids well me being a pregnant person um mom and with a toddler it was pretty depressing to think about because you know nobody wants to get married and have to think that you know they will want to get a divorce you understand and so when that journey occurred i realized i was slowly going into a depression I did seek a little bit of like counseling with um, the online help, which which is Better Health. Um, I stayed with them for about a month and a half and spoke to a nice counselor. Um, I didn't stay for too long. However, after a while, I um, I seeked other help with family and friends. And, and I decided to cancel my membership with Better Health. I moved into my new place. And I felt like things were a little bit better because, you know, um, I was able to kind of vocalize the, the needs that I needed and uh, concerns that I had postpartum in regards to like my depression and how I would feel after having a baby. And guys, the village is real. We do not know the importance of what the village is and how tremendously, how necessary it is for a woman to have the village after they have a baby. It is tremendously um, crucial for a woman to have that. And I could see and I could see how a woman that does not have that support system can fall into depression, can get to the state where they are um, 
feeling lonely or feeling like you know they are they are they're not worthy of it or they're not willing to be a mother or they they feel like they're not meeting the the mother expectations of what a mother should be or what a good mother should be really and sitting back and just thinking about it and I noticed that it's not it's not um it's not anybody's fault, you know, when it when it comes to that when it comes to that 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 moment or that 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 realization it's real and when a woman feels that she is alone raising her kids not having help, not being able to get that break, I could see where that disconnection comes and I could see where that lack of love, lack of like feeling like they are a good mother comes in. And so that's where um, my dear diary self-healing moments um, birth. And with that being said, um, I started writing again and I realized that I like to talk to myself. It was actually is not like I like to talk to myself, like, but you know how do people say that, you know, when you talk to yourself, you're crazy. No, it's not crazy. It really isn't. And um I realized that it's okay for you to talk to you. It's not as if like you're responding back to yourself, but sometimes talking out loud, um, when you don't when it's like as if like you're talking to God. And sometimes I realize I used to do that to myself. I used to just look in the mirror and just basically talk. And it's like, why am I talking to myself? But it was therapeutic for me to just sometimes look in the mirror and just talk. It's like I'm talking to myself. I'm ministering to myself. I am taking that time to step back and just saying the things that I would not say out loud. Saying the things that I would not probably say to a friend or a family member and realizing that it's okay to feel like you have, um, you know, just, it's okay to feel like you don't have it all together. Especially in the black community as women, we have been taught to be strong, to be independent and not to um, rely on a man to give you what you want. And my mother was a strong um, believer in that. And so she taught me from a young age not to rely on a man, not to... um, depend on a man to always be independent and make sure that you get your own stuff and so i realized that over the years like with every relationship that i've had i may i'm i've always had like i've always continued to have that mentality that be strong, be independent. You don't have to show them that you're weak. You know, do not be vulnerable and stuff. And sometimes when you show that vulnerability, sometimes that we we feel that we'll get run over or people would not take us seriously. And 
2021, at the end of 2021, I started realizing that vulnerability does not mean weakness. It does not. It really, it really doesn't. It vulnerability allows you to dig deeper into yourself, allow people to see a different side of you. Now, see letting somebody else to see a different side of you is not a a weakness. I look at it as a strength. Now, whether or not that person has the ability to either deal with your vulnerability or being able to accept it is pure love and is respectful for me. Now, if that person cannot deal with it, it is okay for that person to walk away. And that's the beauty of it. Like allowing somebody to see your you like for you and they choose whether or not they either want to deal with it or they don't want to deal with it. And that's the beauty of the vulnerability is allowing somebody to say that, you know what, nah, I ain't messing with that. Like, that's not me. You know, I'm not, I, nah, she's too crazy to me. She's too wild. Like, or I love that about you. Like, I love your rawness. And so, ladies, we need to take that back because I realized that night I have lost myself. I've lost myself in my marriage. I've lost myself in my friendships, my relationships with people. I've lost myself in as being a mother. And as a Christian woman, I now get and understand what they mean when you ask God for something, when you ask God for that promotion, when you ask God for that marriage, when you ask God for that child, that you actually sometimes forget about God. Why? It's not that you actually forgetting about God giving you that promise that you had. It's the fact that you don't sit there and and sometimes realize that those things take away from your time with you being with God, when you minister with God, with you taking that space for you to be with God because now you're so consumed with going to work, coming back home, making sure the kids are good, making sure your husband is is fed or whatever routine you will have as a mother or a wife or as a friend. And I, I, I then noticed, I then realized like, yes, this is, this is what they mean when God blesses you with the promise. When God gives you a promise that sometimes he doesn't give it to you because he know that you, now you're going to kind of like, it's as if you're forgetting about him a little bit. Now you put him in a back burner. Yeah, you, yes, you most likely will, um, know and realize or, um, remember God because every time you do have a, um, Every time you do have a shortcoming or every time you wake up in the morning, you will say, thank you, God. But to actually spend that quality time with him and ministering or worshiping with him, you forget those. You forget to do that because you so bombarded. You just get into this routine and just running around like as, as in a um, as a busy bee that we forget those those little moments to just stop and 
give God thanks. And so, um, yeah, so that night I realized, you know, that I, I've lost myself. Like, the things that I really want, like, doing, I stopped doing, you know. I was just so consumed with being a mother and trying to um, deal with my marriage and being a newlywed. Uh, my first three years of marriage was... <sighs> crazy and um you know nobody prepares you for these for these journeys nobody talk about them and as a millennium um i realized that these are the things that need to be taught to pe- to um the generation our children our children children our nieces our nephews you know is to talk about these things like let us know what is what 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 is the future to um to look to forward towards you know as as mothers and as fathers i think that it is our responsibility for us to teach our kids about being what marriage look is or what marriage looks like and if it is something that we we will most likely want to go towards or if this is something that we desire because in the Christian community, they push marriage on you, but yet they don't teach you what marriage is. They don't teach you what it is to also be a mother. Um, Under my childhood um, household, they push more career-wise, which is which is something that I'm grateful for. They push education, which is something I will definitely push on my daughter also, is education. However, they don't teach you entrepreneurship. You know, so it's like it's like things that we should be teaching our um our children. We don't teach them that we just focus on a one specific mind frame of just education, education, get a job get a job, get a career, but yet half of the time you get to that that space, you get to that time, you went to, to, went to college for, for all these years and then you finish to not have any type of passion or any type of desire for the thing that you just went to school and spent four years for. And so... These are the things that I'm seeing that a lot of these things end up putting people in depression. Like depression is also something that we don't talk about. It's a it's a shush shush thing. Like and so a lot of people are falling into depression and they not being able to speak about that experience, like what exactly got them to that space. And a lot of people they get to that space and they don't seek help or they seek um friends and families um help or counsel however a lot of time it gets um looked at wrong because um if you are a christian person or christian faith or any type of faith in general they look at it and they say how can you be depressed and i've seen also pastors say the same thing how can you be depressed and you say you're a christian and in my mind and i'm i say to myself how can they not be depressed sometimes yes i understand god gives you 
peace. God gives you the the outlook for you to not to worry. However, sometimes a lot of people, even Christians, because the fact that they don't have somebody to actually sit there and talk to, they don't have somebody to actually lean on, they don't have a support system, or they're in a dead dead end job, or they're in a or in a marriage where they are not feeling loved and they have slipped into a depression. Yes, they go to church every day. They they understand that God is there. They understand that God say not to worry and everything like that. But a lot of times they end up still going back into the same that same marriage where they're not happy. They don't believe in divorce, so they stay into in this cycle and nothing is changing for them or they do have these um their children who who continues to do the same thing and 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 they don't feel any type of joy or or happiness you know and the only place where they will find any type of comfort and peace is in the presence of god is in the presence of god is reading their bible is being fellowshipping with with their fellow um fellow church um members, however, but that does not state that that's not that they do not have a depression or they're not in a state where they are depressed, and that's why sometimes um I feel like depression is a silent ki- killer. It is a silent killer where it also leads to diseases because stress is the number one. Um, cause of disease and the second thing is is the second is the number one um, cause of suicide and death we don't talk about that in our um, especially in the black community or the Spanish community we don't talk about um, counseling because they feel like Counseling and therapy is a white man thing, which is a lie. It is a lie. It needs to be taught that it's okay for you to to go and speak to somebody. Sometimes you speaking to a friend, sometimes you're not going to get the answer that you're looking for. You're not like sometimes you don't have that vulnerability because it's either they looked at you, they look will look at you wrong, like. What do you mean, girl? Like, what do you mean you depressed? Or, um, what do you mean you can't talk to me? Or, why, why, why are you depressed? And sometimes, you know, these little things or the way we respond to a friend or a family member that is reaching out for help automatically makes them shut down, and um, then they stay they they don't open up again to open up and say what they have to say and so that's where my diary self-healing moments come where many people have gone through these um journeys and have overcome it and they continue to overcome it every day because that's the thing that depression don't just go away it goes away but if you do not deal with it in a way that is not going to come back, it will return again in another, in another season, in another time frame, when something else happened. So it has to be something that you are nipping in the butt one time that you realize that every single time that you feel 
this mindset every single time that you feel this way that you know how to tackle it you know how to shut it down i'm going to give you a story right now so i'm a spiritual um person where i believe in jesus christ as my lord and savior but I also believe in the demonic world. I understand it. I believe it. I believe there are spiritual entities that have that also come to try to kill and destroy. They try to come and take over your mind. They try to come and um, put fear in your life. And I am very in tune with the spiritual world. Now, with that being said, uh, how I have been speaking about depression um for maybe about four or five months now probably longer or yeah you could say it's longer but it's always been a time in my life or in a season in my life where i have felt a entity try to come and press me down when i say press me down it it would be looked as in oppression depression um or can or would i say um hold me down now this entity always came in a sense of a heavy spirit this heavy spirit, it will come. It makes me feel like a rock. When I say a rock, literally, I am feeling like I am a rock. Heavy. I cannot lift my head up. I can't lift my hands up. And every time I will feel this entity, I will feel this spirit, I start to pray. I rebuke the spirit, I rebuke this this entity, I rebuke the feeling of fear because with that entity, it came with a spirit of fear. And so I will have to stay there and start praying and then the spirit will leave because now it can't hold me down because I am fighting it back. Not fighting it back in my own will, but fighting it back with the power of God. And so... I will, it will go away. Or sometimes it would just stay on my, my head. Like I would just feel it in my head. My head will feel so heavy that I can't even hold my head up. And I will feel a heaviness. New Year's, uh, two days before New Year's Eve, I've been watching this one pastor that I do watch. His name is Shakina. Um, his, his name is not Shakinia, I'm sorry. His name is Gregory, but the name of the church is Tabernacle of Glory and is also called Shakina. And he spoke about depression and he said the spirit name of oppression or depression is the spirit of heaviness. And I said, oh my gosh. That's the spirit that I've been battling. The spirit of depression is a spirit of heaviness. 
and it made so much sense because for many months this spirit has been trying to come and live in me has come to try to proclaim itself on me so many times and i've been fighting the spirit of, of depression And it made so much sense because I'm like, what is this heavy spirit? That's what I kept on saying. What is this heavy spirit on me? What is this heavy spirit? Like, where is this heavy spirit coming from? And I then realized it was a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of depression. So ladies and gentlemen, know the spirits. Like, it's okay for you to, you have to, you have to, Know what spirits you're working with in order for you to tackle them. You have to know what spirits you're working with in order for you to um, battle them. And so, um, yeah, so just, just knowing in general, like, depression is real. And just knowing what exactly you're dealing with. And so this is what birth really self diary, you know, we write in our diary every day, even if we're not manually writing in our diary, this is something that we sitting down and we thinking about on a train when we drive into work. So, yeah, so I'll be coming every week. Uh, to talk about um, self-healing moments. And I'll also be doing some interviewings um, to talk to people about their moments of uh, hard time and how did they get over it. Yeah, so join me at Self Elevation, uh, Dear Diary, um, Self-Healing Moments. <laughs> Bye, guys.